John Hugan, thank you very much for talking to us here at Karma. Thanks very much, Philippe, and thanks very much for the opportunity to get this story out there. Could you maybe tell us at a base level, uh, for our listeners as well, um, in as what exactly um, Watcha Ankama is and what the campaign is about, what, is its aim, what are its aims? Sure. Uh, so the key aim is to reactivate a conversation. That's why it's called Talking Water. A conversation about water for Alice Springs and its surrounds because water is a finite resource here and it's precious and it's been quite some time since there's been a real conversation about it and the, and the aim is to get a recommitment uh, from the community to think about how water's used and so on. It fits in, uh, it was kicked off um, because the Northern Territory Government is presently in the middle of a consultation about its strategic water plan. So that's open. Anyone can hop online and on the Have Your Say website. And so the uh, government engaged Desert Knowledge uh, Research Institute to bring a whole bunch of partners together and to activate a series of community conversations that would end up as a community um, submission into their consultation process. But we're actually using that as the catalyst to create a, a renew the conversation about water, get people behind saving water, thinking about it, thinking about how best we can get the best value out of the water resource. You said that there was a long time since water was discussed in the community and obviously being where we are, water is such a precious resource, especially with the weather that we're currently having as well. I was wondering if you could probably kind of outline how important it it is to maintain the discussion around this particular topic Um, and especially maybe towards First Nations communities and why it's important for them to have a voice. Since European people came came here, the uh, water has been used in a very different way. So we now have bores and wells and so forth. And the town water supply, for example, comes from the Row Creek bore field, just uh, south of town, uh, which comes out of the Marini Basin. And we're using that water uh, at around about sort of four and a half to five times the speed in which that water is being replenished. And some of that water actually is ancient, ancient water. And so essentially we're mining the water and, uh, and I guess over the last 10 years, uh, that water level has dropped six metres and if it keeps on dropping down, it'll get to a point where it's just not technically or commercially viable to extract that water. So we'll be in uh, some strife and that's about a couple hundred years, okay? The, so there's the fact that there's this declining resource. We also have, we use roughly significantly more water than the rest of the country does here okay so we could reduce our water and that's what happens the last conversation about water was uh, during the uh, water smart program here in Alice Springs between 2011 2013 and the water reduction the water usage in our uh, town reduced somewhere between 10 and 15 percent so that was a great outcome but of course our town has quite high turnover of population and people have to be reminded about it in terms of Aboriginal people, uh, you know, there's significant cultural values associated with water. Many of the dreamings, and there's water holes that are sacred. There's a whole range of things that have changed quite significantly since European people have come, uh, and things are also changing because of climate change as well. But there's invasive weeds, there's different drainage, and so forth. So a lot of those really important site, sacred sites are now 
affected. And so that matters, obviously, culturally to Aboriginal people. And that is why we are really keen and really pleased to have this as truly an intercultural conversation. So we're, we're engaging with Aboriginal organisations, Aboriginal people in this conversation. You said there a couple of percentages that uh, came about uh, in terms of the reduction of amount of water usage mm, sure. in the last converse, uh, conversation yep. um, in regards to uh, water. How much uh, percentages are you looking at this sort of time around in terms of a reduction? Are you looking at percentages in terms of a reduction of usage, or is that is there a more days. is there more broad yes. aim there? So it's very early days. This process is going to go up until Christmas. It's a campaign to reactivate awareness, interest, engagement, and the beginnings of, I guess, a shared water story for, um, for Alice Springs and the surrounds around water. And, um, and the hope is that that will then build a momentum and things will start happening. One of the really exciting things that are happening and is the fact that so many organisations have already put their shoulders to the wheel on this. So we are presently sitting just in front of Mission House here in... Mall, and there's going to be a half a dozen different organisations representing actually sometimes quite competing interests around water. Uh, we have ALEC, uh, the Environment Centre, clearly an advocate, uh, you know, for the environment and uh, and so on. But you know, and then we also have NT Farmers, Power and Water, Alice Springs Town Council, Desert Knowledge Research Institute. Uh, we've got you know a table there which has got a great graphic of the key uh, Aboriginal sort of point places of significance around water so that's great yeah there are a number of Aboriginal corporations yep. Lira Tipper being one yep. um, who are involved in, in this initiative traditional Aboriginal water collection practices have evolved for many cultures uh, for centuries um, around these lands can you maybe talk to us a little bit about how these organisations will kind of collaborate with, with I suppose, First Nations people, particularly in um, trying to ensure that we save water? Um, I think the... So the pathway for this, um, for this campaign actually comes off the back of some really great work that's been previously done, which has identified Aboriginal water values around water. Mm. Uh, there's a fantastic report which was written by, um, by Dick Kimber, um, and if you go on the DKA website, it'll go to links and you can look at that. And that, that was a really deep discussion with some very senior uh, Aboriginal men and women around this area that talk about the significance and the Aboriginal cultural values around water. So that report and then a follow, uh, a, a more recent engagement which was facilitated by the CLC, uh, brought Aboriginal perspectives into the recent... Uh, review of the Alice Springs Water Control District uh, water plan. Um, and so what that meant is that there was a, a strong Aboriginal voice into that review. And you can, people can look at the review report and part of the recommendations that the review committee, which uh, had you know, a number of people from these various organisations and uh, Aboriginal people involved and so forth, one of those things was really about the necessity for um, the Aboriginal stories around water to interconnect with, you know, the, the more recent, uh, you know, technical stories, I suppose, and, and the, um, the sort of more recent stories, so that we actually create 
uh, sort of shared engagement between people. So this process that we're doing over the next six weeks or so includes a, uh, a gathering of uh, Aboriginal people that we hope will be brought together by a range of different Aboriginal organisations or letters. Well, we've engaged with a number of uh, those organisations already, but uh, some couple of others that we're engaging with to invite them to, you know, invite their board members and so forth to this gathering. Uh, there's a number of other workshops that are ha uh, happening. I was going to get to those workshops. Can yeah. You, yeah. Tell me more about these workshops. Yeah. They sound interesting. So, so there's, so there's that uh, that workshop at the Telegraph Station with uh, Aboriginal Lop. Uh, so that's one. Then there's a water and people workshop which is happening um, down on the town lawns um, and that is looking at uh, water and how it sort of interconnects with people and obviously anyone can come to that including Aboriginal people, it'd be great, that'd be great. Then there's a water and economy workshop which is going to be happening at the uh, Northern Territory Chamber of Commerce there at the Ellis Plaza in their new uh, office, offices, their new business hub. Uh, so that's fantastic and that's uh, being co-hosted with uh, Desert Knowledge Research Institute. And the third other workshop is Water in the Environment, which is being co-hosted by the Arid Lands Environment Centre and will be happening um, over at the East Side Community Gardens. So the idea is we can sort of going in these different places, people will be drawn to those things, but the key questions at those, at those workshops will provide inputs into the final larger community forum which is happening at the Annie McNeil room everyone is obviously welcome and they will inform that forum the idea is that we're sort of raising people's awareness and understanding of the various perspectives on water so that we can instead of having a community where people don't really know much maybe or have just got assumptions about water or, or their own particular sort of perspective on water that people get actually a much sort of richer understanding and so can then have input into priorities and and actually provide some informed uh, information and perspectives into this Northern Territory strategic water plan which is really important because that provides a sort of governance framework, you know, the how decisions are made about water, right? What's important, how do you go about making decisions and so forth. And of course that's in the realm of government, but government have to obviously take in the views of various perspectives in the community as well. Are you specifically looking any for anything from government in regards to their response in terms of the Northern Territory's water management? after everything is all said and done amongst these, uh, amongst the workshops and, and the uh, submission that's going to be put forward? So what I think it would be fair to say, so I don't, I'm a neutral facilitator. My job is to bring people together, draw out people's different perspectives, hopefully get people to see different perspectives, create a, uh, a broader understanding of things. Uh, so I personally try to ignore any of my own personal opinions. So having said that, though, I think the collective that we've brought together and we hope to build on, the expectation is that government would listen to what comes out of this process and it would affect, you know, their finalisation of the water plan. And by all accounts and my engagement with the government officers and so forth is they, their ears are open. They do actually want to uh, hear about this. Um, but, you know, governments are always in a difficult position right there that's why we elect them they we elect them to make decisions 
And often those decisions, you've got these conflicting priorities and conflicting groups and, and so forth. And, um, and that's why we have a democracy. They make decisions. Ultimately, if the electorate doesn't like those decisions, they can get booted out. This is a really exciting opportunity, I think, to, um, to build a shared story. Uh, Aboriginal, other people together to create a better, stronger water future. And that's only going to happen if people get involved and get aware of this stuff. So, um, so there are a number of workshops. There's one on the... Um, so the People and Workshop, People and Water Workshop is on Tuesday the 2nd at uh, about half past four. The Water and Economy Workshop, Tuesday the 9th, half past four. And the Water and Environment uh, Thursday the 11th of November at 4.30. And the big community water forum is at four o'clock at the Andy McNeil room at the Alice Springs Town Council. So but I would really encourage people to, uh, you can hop on the Talking Water website, which just go on to, uh, just type in uh, DKA, go to the Desert Knowledge Australia website and there'll be a link through to that. There's also a Facebook page as well. John Hugan, appreciate you giving us your time here at Karma. Please talk to us again sometime soon when all the workshops are done. Well, actually, happy to talk with you along the way. So, terrific. Thanks very much for the opportunity to get the word out. Thanks, Philippe.